the galaxy is full of film, and this is the Galaxy of Film Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another brand new episode of Galaxy of Film. I'm your host, Max. We got my co-host here, Danilo. What are you up to today, man? Eating a fucking apple. Jesus. What's going on, everyone? Have you been okay? What is going on? Uh, yeah, dude. I've been actually great. Yeah, I've been actually great, dude. I started that new little podcast series over on my channel, mm-hmm. Movies You Shouldn't Watch on a First Date. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's funny, dude. And it's actually doing pretty well. Um, better than like my reviews because I think people just like you know because they know it's funny they're good movies but you would never want to watch them on a first date and so the first one we did was Requiem for a Dream and mm-hmm. yeah I would not recommend that for a first date dude well, thanks not, for the fucking it's spoiler, not a Netflix dude. and chill movie <laughs> what? <laughs> thanks for the fucking spoiler <laughs> I gotta throw mean, away dude? my cop that's the point but anyway though yeah I mean you guys should still listen to it it's pretty funny we make comments in there about drugs and alcohol and sex oh oh a little bit yeah. of rated r yeah, material it, it it is everything i do is rated r wow exactly aren't you mature wow dude you're like four foot two but you got a big uh, big mouth that's exactly true man that's <laughs> actually facts <laughs> well we aren't alone this week um returning guest back stars back well <laughs> Turning guest stars back. You've been here for the the Snyder Cut two part episode and the Phantom Menace a couple weeks ago. We got Curtis. What's going on, Curtis? How you been? Uh, doing pretty good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Much appreciated. Yeah, of course. Have you done anything exciting of your life? Uh, not recently. No, I've just been watching watching movies as they come out. Recently finished the Godzilla movies. Which all of them? Like all thirty of them? I'm halfway through all the original ones. The, like, the show era? Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Hey, there's a fuck ton of them, dude. I don't I didn't realize how many oh, there were. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a ton. How was your, your PB&J that you were eating? Off oh, you? man, it was good. I made two sandwiches, and they were gone within, like, five minutes. What was the other sandwich? PB&J as well? Yeah. Or was it the J and PB? Nah, that's up to the viewers to decide. <laughs> Goodness, what kind of bread did you use? Just white. Just white bread? Yep. Do you cut Wonder the crust? Do you bread. keep the crust on? Uh, it depends. I typically leave it with the crust on, but I'll eat the crust off first. Okay. And then I'll get to the Do full. Do you cut the crust off? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? Who just randomly cuts off their crust? Do they eat it still, are you saying? Oh, no, I don't cut it off. I, I, I So I leave it on. <laughs> And then I eat the whole crust first, and then I'll eat the sandwich. So you'll eat around the contents of the sandwich yeah, and weird. then go to the middle? What a weird dude. Of the sandwich. Okay, man. And you just called me four foot ten or whatever. Yeah, shut the <laughs> fuck up, dude. At least I'm not randomly eating the crust of a sandwich. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, what the fuck? I um I do the Reese cups. I'll eat the the little little sides of it first, then go to the peanut butter. Oh, okay. Have you had the new Reese cups where they're got pretzels in them? You're a psychopath. <laughs> You're a psychopath. I've never, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, no. I've never heard of that either, man. You're a psychopath. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Curtis, if you're coming over for dinner, I know what to make you. Hell yeah. 
Yes, I'll have one PB&J sandwich crust on the side, please. <laughs> mm, thank you. I'd love to see your Subway order, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's not that bad. It's pretty It's pretty tame, <laughs> I think. Jared. <laughs> uh, introducing our, our second guest star for this week. The man, the myth, the motherfucking legend himself, Gamer Harold. Let's go! <laughs> How are you doing, Harold? Welcome to the show. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It's actually an honor to be on here after listening to so many podcasts. So it feels really good to be here. Yeah, dude, you are a number one supporter. I shit you not, guys. This man, every every single week, I get a screenshot sent to me. Okay, like no no content to it, no, nothing with it. Just just a screenshot. If this man listening to our podcast early Thursday mornings, you're a fucking real one, Harold. And thank you for coming on the show this week, dude. It's the only way to travel to work now on every Thursday mornings. I appreciate it, man. Listen, listen to us talk about shitty movies. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wanted to go ahead and theme this episode a bit because of Harold hopping on, since you are. Gamer Herald, we're doing some gaming movies this week. We're talking about the the new Mortal Kombat film that came out this weekend, and the original Super Mario Brothers movie. So, before we dive into that, though, I want to make a quick announcement. Um, my second, or not my second, excuse me, my new match of stickers has arrived. I got some more logo Galaxy Film stickers, a couple of things. So, people that won the fuck Jared Leto stickers from our Snyder Cut um, episode. I'm going to have those sent out to you within the next week or so now that i got these extras to send out. So just keep in mind, I'll send all of you an individual message when they've been sent out. So just hold on tight. But let's um, let's go ahead and dive right into the news. we got a little bit of a, a list to go off this week. First off, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, has a finished script. It will take place between Thor 4 and Guardians 3. And Mark Hamill retweeted this. Do you think we're going to see that cameo? We know he met with James Gunn before James Gunn was fired a couple years ago. Danilo, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't really care for this. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy is not my favorite in Marvel. However, though, I do think, like you said, Mark Hamill will be in it. I don't know what he's going to do, but I think he'll be in it. So do you, because um, this is the holiday special. We're still getting Guardians 3 as well. Do you think yeah, yeah. he'll make the cameo in the special or three? I think it's going to be like um, Boba Fett, actually. I think it's, uh, you know how Boba Fett was in the animated, like, holiday special or whatever? Mm -hmm. Then he was in Empire Strikes Back. I think it's going to be like that with Mark Hamill. Oh, so just kind of like so, a, a base introduction? Yeah, a small introduction to Mark Hamill. He'll probably do, I think he might even do VO even, you know, it, like, maybe animated. Okay. And then... In Guardians Three, he's gonna be in there like his real character. I could see that. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, nice homage to the Star Wars franchise at the same time by having it animated. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think his character is gonna be liked. I, I think he uh, he wants to be a hated character just because of how bad the holiday special was for Star Wars. So it's like a joke, kind of almost. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it would be cool to see him in uh, Marvel, but I don't care for Groot. And raccoon, and Groot and raccoon. There you go. And Chris Pratt. And then... <laughs> Those are the guardians. <laughs> Curtis, yeah, how do you nice. feel about this? Do you think we're getting Mark Hamill and Guardians? Uh, I don't know. We might. Like I, I think I'm with Neil on this one. It might just be like a small 
voiceover role. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think he's just tweeting it because I think his tweet was like, "I have a bad feeling about this." Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. He might do it. He might not. I mean, if he does, he's going to be one for two on holiday specials. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he he might. I mean, if he does, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's our first holiday special that I remember for like a long time since like the Star Wars one, and that was a thing. Did you watch the Lego Star Wars holiday special? Yeah, I did. I did when it uh like maybe like a few weeks after it came out. Oh, oh yeah, I did too. Did you guys like? I that actually like that. Yeah, I did. I, I liked it was, that. I thought it was that was, was all right. funny. Yeah, I think it wasn't the best for me. Part it was that like movie for is like kid. the first like ten fifteen minutes. Hmm. I thought it was sure, really, like the rest sure. of it was like pretty kitty, which I'm like, oh, that's okay. I mean, it's better than the other one they did with itchy and scratchy. Itchy and scratchy. Yeah, <laughs> itchy dude. and lumpy. Lumpy. Who gives? Itchy a and scratchy's the Simpsons. Fuck rod. <laughs> Listen, it's you can't understand them anyway. Who gives a shit? Dude, I fucking love Lumpy. Lumpy. Yeah, he's an absolute icon. Dude, I want hot Lumpy. Toys, hot, to- hot toys of him. I'm buying ten. Dude, I, I legit. I think it's a wasted opportunity. In Rise of Skywalker, towards the end, oh shit, I just dropped some. You know, towards the end, when we see everyone celebrating, um, I think it's a waste of opportunity we didn't get a chance to see Chewie go home finally. You get to see uh, Lump- uh, let's, Lumpy let's, and uh, hey, let's um, take this conversation somewhere else because there's a lot of things that went wrong with that movie, okay. and that's 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 just <laughs> that's another the bare minimum. <laughs> Jesus, Harold, what do you think? Um, do you think Mark Hamill will be in the Guardians holiday special? I do not. I just oh. don't think he will. I just think he tweeted it because he's excited about it, considering he's been in the holiday special before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's probably just excited to see it, thinking that it's going to be really funny. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, a lot of Marvel this week to talk about. Gosh. Um, Hawkeye has wrapped filming this past week. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the Hawkeye show. I'm, I'm Interesting to see how they're going to handle the Kate Bishop introduction. I know they're doing the the storyline where he goes deaf and has the the pizza dog, but that's wrapped filming this week. Um, Daniel, you might be. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Adam McKay says HBO's Parasite series will be an original story and not an adaptation of the film. What are your thoughts? Um, I love Adam McKay as a director. I, I think it was great stuff. I was very happy when Spielberg was got axed from Indiana Jones and uh, he got to take over the mantle for Indy 5 or whatever. That's James Mangold. Oh, either way, happy Spielberg's out of there. Anyway, <laughs> though, back to Adam McKay and uh, Parasite. I don't like how they're doing the TV spinoff series of this, even though it is going to be original. I don't know what they're going to do with that. You know, like Parasite, the movie was original. It was something new. It was something fresh. You know, when was the last time we've mm. seen something like that? Class, race, all that stuff tackled in a film like that. So by making a TV show of that exact same, I don't know what it would be called, themes, it seems lazy almost. Uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm excited for it um, because Snowpiercer seems to be doing wonderful. And, you know, that's the exact same thing mm. with the... Uh, I forget who's in that, but that's on HBO. You know, that has great reviews. So I'm going to go in there with open eye, you know, open eyes and ears or whatever. Um, I, I just don't like when they do stuff like, like that Clarice thing, man. You know, uh, that CBS All Access or Paramount Plus Clarice. Uh, Is that still going, dude? I haven't yeah, seen anything going, about man. it. Yeah, yeah, because no one cares about <laughs> it. Like, Silence of the Lambs is the best out of all those Hannibal movies. 
Mm-hmm. And then the Hannibal TV show is great because that was, you know, just a new retelling and it just worked for that. So maybe it could work for uh, this too. You know, you never know. Yeah, maybe. You never know. It's always just skeptical in the first, like, when it's announced and things like that. But no, I'm I'm excited for it. Okay. Harold, have you seen Parasite? Are you looking forward to this Parasite series? I have not seen the film yet. And I was planning on to before we came on, but I didn't have enough time. But mm-hmm. from what I understand, you just said they're just making a TV adaptation of it? It was not an adaptation. It will be an original story. Okay, original story. Um, That's the weird thing about it. Because I thought originally they were talking about doing an adaptation when it was first announced. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I mean, it, it could be. I don't know much about the movie, but from experience of watching adaptations or you know non-adaptations, mm-hmm. it it can be pretty. It can be pretty cool sometimes. Yeah, I know so. a lot of people will prefer to just make a sequel to the film, mm-hmm. but it might it might be something interesting. I feel you. Curtis, how do you feel about the, the Parasite series? Um, well, I've seen the movie. That's one of the better movies I've seen in the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that movie's phenomenal. Um, not super thrilled about the TV series. Um, I mean, if they do something different, it's good. I mean, good on them. But I feel like in, we're in an age to where like, if something gets popular enough, they need to keep continuing on that series to keep rolling in money. Mm-hmm. I'm just like... Yeah. If you could just leave it alone, not everything needs to be like continued on, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I think Parasite was in the right place at the right time for like something new and interesting that I I would prefer to just be like left alone as like a standalone movie, personally. Yeah. I'm so sure but I mean if it's if it's if it's good, cool. Because my experience with like those kind of like things, like reboots or retellings, are like it's either gonna be okay or it's gonna be like eh. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll see what they do. I mean, I might check it out to see how it is, but I'd rather the Parasite franchise to be left alone at this point. Yeah, I don't need to be a franchise. I'd rather just be the, the one. Yeah, the film. Parasite <laughs> franchise. I was just going to comment on that, man. That is something I do not want to hear ever again. No, I just... Parasite franchise. One and done and I'm I'm good. That's all they need. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, up next, uh, Russell Crowe has been cast as Zeus in Thor 4, Love and Thunder pretty interesting casting um I, I was when i first read this i thought it said kurt russell i was like what the fuck where we got ego but no it's russell crowe um yeah i don't really have a comment on this but danilo or um no excuse me not danilo curtis i am excited to hear your response on this thing because i think you might you might appreciate this we haven't talked about it before but a jim henson biopic titled muppet man is in the works at disney and it's not known if it'll be a theater release or a disney plus exclusive Curtis, are you a Muppet fan? Or do you like Jim Henson's work? Or are you excited for this biopic? Yeah, so I'm not... I, I like the Muppets. I think they're they're fine. I think Jim Henson as a person is a wonderful story in, mm-hmm. its, in and of itself. Um, I've only seen like a handful of Muppet things. I used to watch them when I was younger. Um, like my favorite Muppets movies, like the like the pirate one they did when I was younger. With Tim Curry? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Only because it's Tim Curry in it and I love Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm excited to see, I mean, if they're doing a biopic or like a bio series, whatever they want to do with them, I think it's an interesting story to tell and um, I'm excited to see what they do with it. So and I like bio, I like documentary bio stuff. So, I mean, that's a plus for me. Yeah, I feel you. Fair enough. I like certain biopics for sure. Um, Harold, are you a Muppet fan? Are you going to be giving this Jim Henson biopic of you when it comes out at some point? I'm going to give it a view. I'm not 
I'm not too big on Muppets, but I do like the Muppets, so I'm just going to give it a try just because it's something that exists that, you know, if if I see it, I'm probably going to be like, I'm going to watch it eventually anyway, so I might as well give it a try. You mm-hmm. know, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be bad or anything. It's going to be something to watch. I feel you. Um, Danilo, what are your thoughts? Um, biopics are great because, you know, you may not give a shit about whatever they're talking about, but if you like movies and you want to see a good movie, you might give a shit afterwards. Um, that happened with the queen with me. Like I, I knew their songs, they were okay, but I didn't like actively listen to them. Mm-hmm. Went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody about, uh, Rami Malek or not Rami Malek. No, that, I don't know. You know who I'm, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Rami Malek played Freddie Mercury, so I went to go yeah. see that. At the end of the film, like, I was in tears, man. Like, it, it was just a phenomenal movie. And then on the way home, I listened to Queen. And now I listen to Queen on a daily basis almost. So, yeah. Uh, I don't care for the Muppets. But, hey, if this movie turns out to be good and Jim Henson, uh, you know, this biopic turns out to be great, I'll probably go back and watch the Muppet, the, you know, a few Muppet movies. I, I, I support that statement, man. I, I agree some biopics are great introductions to, to certain artists or franchises or to whatever. Um I love the Muppets, dude. They're, I've grew up with them. I adore them absolutely. I had a chance a couple years ago to meet Steve Whitmire, who does the voice of Kermit up until their most recent projects. Kermit. Um, he was doing um. He did some like the B grade VHS uh, Muppet films, like the the Kermit Swamp Years. Curtis, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. He he was did the he voice sing the of song. What'd you say? Did he sing that song with that like ukulele? He's like one day the rainbow connection song so jim henson voiced kermit until he passed away who sang the that was jim henson originally okay yeah that love that song and so from like the late 90s steve whitmire was doing these like b-grade muppet things as the voice of kermit but since henson died and like i think from muppets in space like 98 or whatever up until like the last movie in 2014 he was voicing kermit Okay. So when they redid Rainbow Connection for the the Jason Siegel Muppet movie, he sang that one. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure, man. Um, next up, Danilo. Really excited to hear your thoughts. Elizabeth Olsen has made a statement calling Doctor Too Strange into the Multiverse of Madness a bonkers movie and will definitely show a horror show vibe. How do you feel? I have never not wanted to know anything about a movie and that it will be Doctor Strange 2. I want to go in there completely. I don't even, that ass, I don't even think I'm going to watch the trailers. Really? Uh, yep, because after WandaVision, the story that they told with that was beautiful, perfect. It was great. And, you know, Spider-Man is supposed to apparently tie in with that. And then uh, we get Doctor Strange. I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited for these next uh, two films. I don't give a shit about Eternals. Don't even give a shit about Black Widow anymore. I just want to see Florence Pugh up there kick some ass. Uh, Shang Chi or whatever. Yeah, it looks like shit. Whatever. Fuck off. But <laughs> Spider Man and uh, Doctor Strange Two are the movies I'm excited for. And Loki because that just looks interesting because I I like Tom Hiddleston. But no, when she said it was bonkers, I'm like that's exactly the vibe I want to hear. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear you know same Marvel shit like we saw with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I want something new, and I want something refreshing, and it sounds like we're getting it with this Doctor Strange 2, and I cannot wait for it. Cannot wait for it. Harold, how do you how do you feel? Are you have you watched WandaVision and are you looking forward to Doctor Strange 2? 
I have, and I'm, I'm with Danilo. The, the fact that they have to advertise so much that it's going to be popular with a horror show just makes me so excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. It, it just, if you, I agree, it just feels like something. It feel like something that's never been done before. I'm also excited about Spider Man as well, but I was thinking more of Doctor Strange. Yeah, um, Curtis, your your thoughts. Um, I'm super excited for this. When I heard it was announced, it was going for like a more like, I guess a cosmic horror kind of theme. I'm like, that's kind of what I want. It's kind of like the perfect character to do it to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna, I think it's gonna be this giant like mind fuck of a movie that I'm super excited for. Especially like all the Spider-Man stuff going on with like a lot of the, uh, like, apparently, because I don't know if you guys know this or you guys might know. That a lot of like the Tobey Maguire people have like confirmed that they're in the movie. Like um, Alfred Molina has confirmed he's a camp. I'm gonna be Doc Ock in this bitch. Let's get to it. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. It's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be like a pretty close, like cosmic horror, like almost live action, like Into the Spider Verse kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited for that. to see Andrew Garfield again as Spider Man. That's my least favorite part about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward things. to it, man. And I know, Danilo, you said Andrew's your favorite of the Spider-Man. 100%. Underrated Spider-Man right there. Yeah. If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, up Listen, next... my guy didn't go out with his black suit and just dance through the city of New York. Dude, that's fucking amazing. My Spider-Man, my Spider-Man didn't do that. Okay. But my yeah, Spider-Man he, also he didn't say that's the time. So, hey, that's a do, holy trinity quote right there, my good sir. It's, I know it is. Classic. I know it is. Like I said, man, we need to see that happen. We need to see him say it's pizza time before he starts fighting whoever he's going to fight in this movie. Oh, sure. Doc Ock or whatever. That's one thing, man. Maybe maybe leading up to Spider-Man Far From Home, or not Far From Home, uh, No Way Home, maybe we'll cover the Spider-Man movies. Like one episode, just cover all of them. How about not? <laughs> I'd be down, dude. I, I love Spider-Man 2, man. Because Spider-Man 2 is the only one of all the Spider-Man films that will rip pa- panels from the comics and recreate them in live action. So beautifully. I have not seen Spider-Man 2. I've seen every single Spider-Man except for Spider-Man 2. Oh, really? Yep. That's You might like, want to watch that well, before we see Alpha yeah. Melina. I know it is. <laughs> I just never got around to see it, man. I don't know what happened. And now it's like not, not for free anywhere. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my voodoo information, too. <laughs> that is he's the best Spider-Man out it, there. That's uh, the best Spider-Man. It really is, dude. It's awesome. For me, it's like Spider-Verse is phenomenal, but do I like it more than Spider-Man 2? I don't know. You hold Spider-Verse that high? Spider-Verse is phenomenal, yes. Spider-Verse is I'm not saying it's not, dude. I'm just... Yeah, I'm not saying it's not. I just didn't know you held it that high up in your Spider-Man rankings. Yeah, man. I think, um... Oof. I think bottom would be Amazing Spider-Man two. Dude, what? I don't like yeah. Amazing. I don't like two. I think the first one's good. Dude, but that's when that character died. Emma Watson's character. Yeah, I Dude, think that scene my, is good. That, that the ending right scene I think is good. I don't like the Electro stuff. Um, Jamie Fox. I really don't like their take on um, Harry Osborn. Yeah, that's atrocious, dude. I will be honest there. That's atrocious. It's bad. Like, yeah, I think Jamie Foxx is better than that. But I think it would have been a much more compelling story seeing just Jamie Foxx and uh, Rhino. I mean, we see a little bit of Rhino, but I want to see more of him compared to... That was the weirdest ending to me. I did not get that at all when I was, like, 10 and I watched that. I'm like, why did the movie just stop when he's going to fight another villain? 
That was the weirdest thing to me, dude. Yeah, I like the ending. I like the the. I don't know, man. I don't like uh, Electro's design at all. Um, nah, okay, I don't man. like the, the. There's a couple scenes where we see Peter okay, you can stop now because my feelings are being hurt. I don't like seeing Peter. You're making stop me remember a Gwen movie Stacey. that I thought was great, man. You you're making me remember a movie that I thought was great. Okay, well, Volunteer for me is amazing too. Spider Man Three. What the? What? I like Spider Man Three, man. I do too. I like these movies, but I'm just saying bottom tier. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, the only one I just don't care to watch is Amazing Two, and I think Amazing Two looks great. Like it's visually a, a very pleasing movie to look at. Yeah. Um. Then right. Spider Man Three, probably, maybe Far From Home. Whoa. Again, okay. I like it, dude. Don't get me wrong. No, I got you, dude. I, I don't then, really like Far From Far From Home. Then it might be um might be the first Spider Man with Toby. Then Homecoming. And then End of the Spider Verse Spider Man Two. Probably like that. I'm not counting okay. Civil War as a Spider Man movie or the Avengers stuff. Okay. That's really a good breakdown. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my little little ranking. <laughs> But maybe maybe we'll do a Spider Man episode one day, you know, before we do uh, No Way Home. Maybe that'd be kind of cool. We could do the the five, uh, you know, the three yeah, Tobys and the, the two Anjo. Jesus Christ. Um, up next, though, not much anything to say. Uh, Finn Wolfhart announced that Stranger Things season four won't be released till two thousand twenty two. Um, after that, I want to go ahead and say, Danilo, I know you're very excited to talk about the the Devil Made Me Do It trailer. I didn't have a chance to watch this, so Danilo, what are your Dude. thoughts on the trailer? Oh my, I am hype for this movie. I have loved the Conjuring universe. Yeah, like, even the movies that are shit, like Anvil Creation, all that crap. You know, even The Nun, whatever. They tie in great. Anyway, though, the Devil Made Me Do It trailer looked phenomenal. They didn't put a lot of scares in there, which mm-hmm. makes me really, like, a bit worrisome. Because I think, okay, do they just not, like, have them done? Or are these the best scares that they have? Or, you know, do they have scenes and then, like, in 30 seconds we're going to see the big the big reveal scare shit like that? Yeah. But this was so cool. Because the first one was great. The second one, eh. Then this one looks phenomenal as well because it's a different take on horror because they're in a courtroom. Because this guy claims he's innocent for killing uh, someone or, you know, he killed someone in broad daylight or whatever. But he said the devil made him do it. And so it has to go to court. And so it sounds like some of this movie is going to be taking place in a courthouse, which seems so cool for a horror movie because I don't remember the last time we saw this where, like, um, law would be fighting religion, basically. Because even in the trailer, um, the guy's like, you know, if the United States court we um, recognizes God, it needs to recognize the devil then just as equally because they're both in the same book. So I'm very excited for this. The movie looks great. The, the directing on it looks fantastic. Elizabeth Warren is just, you know, an absolute badass again in this film. Mr. Warren, I don't know his first name. Great. Just all around excited for this. If you have, if you guys haven't gotten to see the trailer yet, go watch it and go watch the first two movies as well. But for sure, the first one, the first one is will always be worth it by James Wan. That and Insidious were his best movies ever. Yeah, I need to, I need to catch up on these things, man. But the the whole Harold, did stuff you see the trailer? Not interest me. 
Okay. You're letting me down, man. <laughs> it's alright. A couple of movies as well. Sound like sounds interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Curtis, did you watch uh, the trailer? No, uh, no, I didn't. I, I like I saw it pop up. <laughs> I I didn't see that. I didn't know it was part of the Conjuring universe. I kind of stopped giving a what shit the- after the first movie. What the? F- but uh. If Daniel's hyping it up that much, I mean, I'm always down for a good horror movie because mm-hmm. a lot of, we get a lot of the same kind of shit tier horror movies. Yeah, so if it's like something new, like like Courthouse is like something I haven't seen. I don't think at all. I could be wrong on that, but you know, I'll see what it looks like. I'll check out the trailer after this and then uh, give my opinions on that. But I don't know, I'm excited to see it. I mean, if it looks good. Yeah, fair enough. Um, up next, this is a two for one, and Curtis, I know you gotta be excited for this, man. Um, or basically, it's almost confirmed we're getting a KOTOR remake, Night of the Old Republic. And um, Harold, I know you're not a big Star Wars dude, but KOTOR is a phenomenal game. You should play it. It's on PC in the original Xbox. But what's really crazy, it's rumored we might be getting a Darth Revan cameo in Star Wars The Acolyte in form of a, of a hologram, like an ancient hologram left. What are your thoughts, Curtis? Do you want to see this happen? Oh, dude. Darth Revan is like top tier, like top five favorite Star Wars like lore characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been rumored ever since like I think maybe Kotor was like the first introduction of him. If I remember, I could be wrong on that. Besides like you know books and stuff and all that. Yeah, it was. But man, if we can get more Darth Revan, I've we've been cra- I think the fan base has been cra- craving for a Revan anything for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited if they even if it's like a hologram holocron thing, I'm excited to see that. Um. The Corto remake, I'm super excited for that. Um, I remember reading something about they were doing that, and it's not Bioware who's doing it. It's like no. another studio who's doing it, which I have opinions on that because I love old Bioware. They've made some of my favorite games, but they're garbage tier now. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see what they do with it. I hope they don't change too much about it. I mean, like, you know, update graphics is going to be nice. Maybe a little bit of the combat system. But keep like some of the story stuff. Keep that the same because that's what the core gameplay is. But I'm excited. I want. I just want more Darth Revan in my life. Honestly, I just want to see who they cast for him, what they do with him. That's just what I want. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a combat system in the Kotor remake, similar to the the one in Fallen Order. Yeah, that'd similar. Be cool. I'd be okay with that. Or maybe if they like, maybe if they go back to some like, hey, we we're remaking Kotor in like this style, like. Jedi like Academy, where it's like just flippy floppy, like where like the that saber combat's really good. So is Fallen Order. That'd be interesting to see if they keep it the same, like kind of like turn basic RPG is. I'm also totally okay with that. Hmm. But um, Harold, do you have any comments on this? I know you're not a big Star Wars fan, like we talked about. Well, it's, um, I'd have to play the first one. So yeah, you said PC and original Xbox. Yeah, that's on that. But how do you feel about possibly of seeing a cameo of this character? Well, you don't even watch the Star Wars shows, do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> not too up to date with it. So. I feel... <laughs> if there's anything, if you want to get into it, you want to get like a good character start, Darth Revan's a great one to get introduced to it. Oh, I yeah. Like, I like listening to you guys talk about so much because, you know, it educates me on the, the entire... You know, the entire Star Wars itself, especially things I don't know. I mean, you should you should give them play, dude. You like it. Um, 
Danilo, what are your what are your thoughts? Danilo. Uh-huh. I don't think he's coming back. I, I don't think we'll ever see Darth Revan in Star Wars ever again. And I don't think we'll ever see him, especially in that name. Um, like a person playing him. Uh, it was mentioned in Rise of Skywalker, you know, in that dictionary or whatever, the, Rev- the Revan Battalion or whatever. So he is canon, so we know he is still in Star Wars at some time. Like you said, uh, hol- did you say like hologram or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll probably just see that. But I don't think we'll ever see in, like a real actor be in the flesh with Revan- with the Revan costume on. I don't think we'll ever see that. And I'm happy for that, to be completely honest with you. Um, I think the game should be with the games. If anything, they should remaster those games or they should make them canon. I think that would I think that would uh, please a lot of fans. And I mean, what when did KOTOR happen? Like years before Phantom Menace, right? Four thousand years. Uh, Yeah. So like, what's the harm in making that canon? Yeah, exactly. What is the harm in it? So I, I do think. They may make it canon one day. I think they're getting closer and closer to that, but I don't think we'll see Revan. Like, I don't think we'll see a Jedi with the purple and pink lightsabers. Now, now maybe we will, but the way it's happening right now, the way it's being run, no fucking way, in my opinion. Like, no way in hell. The the only way I can see it, uh, a cameo would be cool, like a hologram thing. That's the only way I can see that with the Acolyte. What, and I think we talked about this during our High Republic episode with Matt that first time, how I can see them doing separate storylines, okay? So the movies will focus on one timeline, the books and comics will focus on High Republic era, and I know we are getting the Acolyte, maybe there'll be a couple exceptions, but I think they should continue the KOTOR story with remasters of video games. So you know you have your, your gaming franchise, your game fans that are pleased with these the KOTOR stories, yeah. your readers who are pleased with High Republic and... Everyone else of the the movies, whatever the timeline, they decide to go to. Yeah, and I think that's what they they're probably gonna do eventually. Because um, that acolyte thing, I think that's gonna be. I don't. I don't think you'll have to read a single one of those goddamn books to understand what's happening in acolyte. There's no way they can do that and make it successful. There's no possible way. You know, because yeah. no one's motivated to read a book if they know there's no payoff in the end. When they told us to. Because they told us that in 2015, everything's connected. Well, you know, I, I read most of the books, and they're not connected. So, like, I think with Acolyte, you won't need to see any read any of the books. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think the gaming thing, I could see that happening, too. And I think that would be a cheap and feasible way to get fans back on the Star Wars train, you know, who were so turned off by the Disney era. Mm-hmm. So I, I could potentially see them doing that. One, and I don't mean to keep rambling on about games. I know this were a movie podcast, but... Bruh. Um, one thing right. I don't understand what Disney's doing because that's an easy, like I said, cheap and easy way to get the fans back onto their franchise. Um, they've re-released games. They've given the rights up to, to limited games to do the pod racing game, to do the, the bounty hunter game, and now they're doing Republic Commando. Like I just pre-ordered my copy of Republic Commando physically. Why not? I don't understand why Disney isn't doing something as simple as making a retweet. Saying, "Yep, we're we're canonizing this. Have at it," or doing something like that. If you're giving if a studio money, or you're giving them the rights to put out something again to just re-release it, why not just make the comment about it? That's what uh, I think. It's the the Taika film. The Taika film supposed to be around that time. 
And I think, as we have seen with many Star Wars directors, it only takes like a, a little a little bad script writing or, you know, you say something wrong in one of those meetings and you're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Maybe they're waiting for Taika's film to come out and they're going to reboot the KOTOR series. Maybe Taika's film, or I'm sorry, maybe the film doesn't come out. So they reboot the KOTOR series, you know, and make it canon. Or maybe it does come out. It's, it's successful. And then they're like, okay, let, let's kind of now st- use this as our uh, stepping off point to, uh, what is it, remake the KOTOR series in live action form. Okay, you know, I, so I think they're think... waiting for that Taika film. Okay, so Taika's kind of just the, the weight of it right now. Yes, I, I think so. Okay. I could see that. Um, enough I don't think it's a right business choice, but what the fuck do I know, right? <laughs> Uh, enough ramble about Star Wars, man. Up next, something I'm I'm interested in because I'm a massive fan of the franchise or not the franchise, the series. Um, How I Met Your Mother is getting a sequel series called How I Met Your Father. It's coming to Hulu and is starring Hilary Duff. Curtis, you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Uh, no, I've seen like clips and things, but like I I maybe watched a couple episodes. I just wasn't that into it. What? God, fuck it's... you, Curtis. <laughs> hey, it's just it's not my kind of thing. It's I think Neil Patrick Harris is doing fine. It's just not my type of show. Like, I saw a clip. It might have been, like, a season finale or something. Um, I think we're just, like, talking to, like, his baby or whatever. I'm like, that's a really cool scene. Oh, you mean I don't the series watch... finale? That, sure. I don't <laughs> But, like, I don't want to have to watch, like, all of, like, some mediocre, like, comedy stuff. To, like, get to, like, some, like, really good, like, dramatic kind of stuff. Oh, we get deep at certain points, but it is a sitcom, so I mean... Yeah. Um, Harold, know, some, you... some TV sitcoms are not great, in my opinion. Some, yeah. But, Harold, are you are you a fan of How You Met Your Mother? I've watched some episodes. It's very funny. Um, my friend got me watching it not too long ago. Actually, about last year. I haven't finished it all, so but I, I plan on finishing it before you know, How I Met Your Dad comes out. Because it's pretty funny. So you're looking forward to this sequel? Very much, yes. I'm glad to hear someone here, because, uh, Daniil, you haven't watched this show, have you? Fuck off. I hate... No. I don't give a shit about this show. I won't watch the other one. Anyways, um, up next, Amelia Clark has been cast in the upcoming Secret Invasion series on Disney+. Plus. Do you think she's going to be a scroll, Curtis? Uh, I don't know. She might. I don't... I don't know what she might do. I mean, if she is, cool. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she needs something to get out of that last Game of Thrones thing, because I think that really damaged a lot of people's perception on her. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey, man, if she's finding something better and the show turns out to be good, if she's a scroll, cool. Okay. I mean, they, they might have her do that, or she might they might have her do something else, but I think those are the top, like, the top three I keep seeing. Gotcha. Danielle, do you have any thoughts on Amelia Clark being cast in Secret Invasion? Uh, sounds good. I'm just waiting for them to cast her for a Crimson Dawn series on Disney Plus. But sick. There you go. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> um, Harold, do you have any any comments on this? It's pretty cool. I'm just more excited about seeing more Nick Fury. Nick Fury is really cool. Yeah, I I do like Nick Fury quite a bit. I'm really interested to see what he's doing up there. Uh, the shield, not not a carrier, the the shield ship in space. But um, last bit of news on the list. 
Captain America 4 has been confirmed, and Steve Rogers' return will be in a separate project. Um, I don't want anyone's comments on this, because we're going to be talking about, in just a moment, the series finale of Falcon the Winter Soldier. So this announcement does come into this finale. Um, everyone watched the finale, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Unfortunately. All right, but before we do that, we have stream of the week. Danilo, it is your turn for the stream of the week. What do you have, sir? Okay, yes. So I finally got a stream of the week that's actually, like, only exclusively to one of those, what do you call it, fucking streaming services. Okay, first of all, shout out to, hang on, give me a minute, give me a minute. Shout out to Movie Buff Pains on YouTube because I was starting to watch them. They collect Blu-rays, DVDs, whatever, big fucking whoop, right? Anyway, though, this girl goes over her top 25 favorite films of 2020 and mm -hmm. one film on there was yes god yes and so i'm like oh that sounds interesting so a bit of a summary is natalia dyer so nancy from stranger things is a private school catholic private school a student and she is always taught at abstinence you know abstinence the best way or else you're burning in hell for eternity and so she goes on this retreat and so that's like tested you know that that belief is tested of hers and mm -hmm. so you, you get the religion side and you get like just a coming of age story, really. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal film. Phenomenal. Um, it's very touching. You don't have to be religious to watch it. You know, if, if you're religious, you probably take a bit more away from it. If you're not religious, you probably take, you know, just a bit less, but not by much. I think Natalia Dyer is one of my favorite actresses up and coming for sure. I wish she was cast in more big time projects. Like I said, this is on Netflix. As someone who went to Catholic school or private Catholic school in high school, this shit is taught so much and it's so hypocritical. And uh, this movie really exposes that, you know, they're not really trying to go after Catholicism or anything like that. You know, they're not trying to like dunk on them or anything, but they're just trying to show like what it really, what that life is really like to grow up in Catholic school and to be taught this message over and over that, you know, if you have premarital sex, you're, you're just, you know, you're burning in hell for eternity. It's a great coming-of-age story. This was a movie I wish I saw when I was in high school. So if you're a high school student out there or someone who has went to a, a private Catholic high school, this is for sure a film you got to check out. And maybe from a girl's point, too, it's even better because I'm I'm a guy, and this was told from, like, a girl's lens, obviously. Mm. But, yeah, this is a great film. Great film. I think – did this get a physical release? It did not. It, it, it did, but it didn't. It's only on DVD. That, okay, I've seen this at somewhere. I think it was at Target. I've seen a copy of this on DVD. Yes, I, I've seen them at Target as well. Yeah, that kind of upsets me. I, I hate when they do that, man. What, just DVDs? Yeah, because I'm not buying DVDs, man. If yeah, I have a 4K LED TV, like I'm not buying DVDs for that, yeah. Yeah, it bugs me when A24 does it. Um, you know what really fucking bugs me? Because I'm, I'm a completionist when it comes to Star Wars stuff. That fucking mm -hmm. Resistance Season 1 is on DVD. Oh, yeah, dude. I know. That's weird as hell. For for $13. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah but yeah, for sure check out this movie. It's great. It, it's great. Yeah, I'll have to, to look into it. It sounds interesting for sure. It um, seems like it would be, an if it was a bit better, it seems like it would be A24 type. It seems like A24 would have picked up this film. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a watch sometime. I'll put it yeah. on my list. I have been working on my backlog quite a bit lately. Uh, before we talk about the finale of Falcon Winter Soldier, I want to go and say I did see one movie at the theater this past two weeks. Uh, I meant to talk about last episode. It's called In the Earth. Uh, 
it's playing Alamo Draft Houses. I don't think it's playing at AMC's anymore because I'm going going only going to an Alamo now that we've moved. And this movie's so fucking cute. trippy as hell and not in a good way. <laughs> if you like visionary directors, give it a watch. Otherwise, this movie's dog shit, and I wouldn't recommend it. Whoa, um, Jesus! It's, it's, it's bad, man. To be honest with you, I'm gonna see it tonight. Now I'm gonna see it tonight. Go fucking see nobody, dude. No, I want to see a R-rated horror movie. It's not horror. Well, that's what they titled it as, man. And I don't understand that. I've already it, seen nobody. It's called John Wick One and Two, which is Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> and Three. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> hey, have you heard about the Unholy? I'm sorry. You're still talking about your movies. Never mind. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend watching this unless you like visionary directors. Um, it's almost like a sensory overload at certain points. And if Neil, if you decide to see it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. No, I'm, I'm going to go in there absolutely zooted out of my mind. Yeah, then you'll fucking the like best. it, asshole. But me, as a sober guy, would a drive home. I did not enjoy this experience. Sitting there for two fucking Just hours kidding, watching dude. this. I'm going to go see Shrek. Okay. Um, but yeah, that wraps up for that little segment. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Falcon Winter Soldier finale. This is the series finale. Um, Danilo, give us your Thank recap. God. Okay. So, last episode, um, you know, Falcon was opening up a briefcase. Big fucking whoop. So, we're at some little big plaza here at the opening up. In the, in the city, I don't... Fuck it. I have no idea where this... They, they're awful storytellers because we could be in Chang, We could be in China. We could be in New York, California, Florida. You know, just for shits and giggles. Let's say we're in North Dakota. So, we're in North Dakota... Nice little city, and you know, like a ter- uh, the flag smashers are attacking these voting people, you know, because I care about voting people and flag smashers. Anyway, though, the Falcon comes in with his red, white, and blue stripes on. He's in his Falcon suit, big fucking whoop. He kicks some ass. Who do we see? Sharon Carter. Oh my goodness, was that a surprise? No, not at all. So Sharon Carter then comes in, and you know, she did that little face thing. Man, two was it with when Scarlett Johansson did it? That little ma- I don't know what that's called. The mask thing where she disguised. Oh, that was a uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Okay, sick, dude. Twenty three movies. I could give a shit. Anyway, though, she does that. She takes off her little mask. It's uh, Scarlet. It's uh, Peggy Sharon Carter, whoever you want to call it. Anyway, though, they're you know they're fighting the bad guys, fighting the bad guys, fighting the bad guys. Carly Morgenthau was able to take the lawmakers, put them in a truck. And then drive them away, hopefully to kill them, you know, because she's one world, one piece. You know, that's just the motto, apparently, in this little film or TV show. Anyway, though, Falcon's still kicking some ass. Sharon Carter killed a few people. Um, Yeah, and then who comes out of nowhere? Old, what's his name? Captain America? The OG? No, the fake Captain America? Paul Walker. John Walker. Yeah, I was going to say Paul Walker. Walker. (laughs) Nope, wrong one. (laughs) Paul Walker. So, yeah. So John Walker comes out and he's like, Carly, and you're like, oh shit, here we go. And so and he has a little homemade shield. His, he did a little DIY, you know, yeah, sick, buddy. So he's fighting, you know, super soldiers with a DIY uh, shield. He's kicking some ass too. Bucky's kicking some ass. Sharon's kicking some ass. Everyone's kicking ass, you know. All it was was just fights. Well, there are some lawmakers who were flying away in a helicopter. So good thing Falcon has wings. So he went to go fly after them and try and save them, which he did. You know, that's how Marvel rolls. Anyway, though, you know, Falcon's still, fi- uh, who is it? <laughs> Fucking one-armed, metal-armed guys fighting people. 
Whoopi. Yeah, it was just fighting for the whole fucking 45 minutes of television. Fucking Christ, dude. So, yeah, just fighting happened. And obviously, we've seen this formula, what, 23 goddamn times minus WandaVision. So who won? The good guys. Whoopi. Fuck off. Anyway, though. The ending was where it really got good because Bucky had to, you know, make his amends. So I went to go see the little Chinese guy. I don't know his name. Um, hopefully I'm not canceled for that. Uh, and he says, I'm, you know, he's like, what does he say? I'm sorry or whatever. Yeah, yeah he, he says, says, he, says he, kills, he, kills his, he kills his son, you know, when he was the Winter Soldier. So he goes and he says, hey, dog, I killed your son. And now their friendship is just totally toast, it looked like. Um, and then, yeah. Who is it? Uh, John Walker turns into Agent Thirteen. Wow! What? That, wait, 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 wait. Agent, that was U.S. A, agent. U.S. Agent. My bad. U.S. Agent. Yeah, that was a big fucking surprise there. Thanks, Marvel. And then what else? Sh- Peggy? No, Sharon. Sharon Carter got uh, what is it called? Pardoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she got pardoned for all her crimes that she did, which weren't really crimes, but you know, USA. So yeah, she gets pardoned. And that's how, and she makes a phone call at the end. And you're wondering, yo, dog, who'd she call? Well, we don't know because, you know, oh, we find out Sharon Carter's the power broker. Uh, I got that right, by the way. You did, yeah. And also, uh, Carly Morgenthau is dead. They they shot him. Mm. Or should I say Peggy? Nope, Sharon shot her multiple times. And it it ends on probably the best note possible, in my opinion. Actually, it didn't because that, what was it? Peggy Sharon Carter shit happened after. I think it should have ended where we go to see Isaiah's um, memorial in the museum. But nope, Marvel said, you know what? We like our post-credit scenes, so we like to take the emotion right away from you. So we're gonna just show you Sharon Carter being pardoned. And yeah, that was the end of it. That that was the end well, of this. You're forgetting the, the other end credit scene. What end credit scene? Oh, you didn't watch the end credit scene? I did. What was it? The where um we see him become U.S. agent where he puts on the black suit. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was the very last end credit scene. Okay, well that was the last credit scene. So okay. yeah. So yeah, that that was the end of this god awful show. I don't fucking yeah. I I don't even know, man. Uh, you want my review? Yeah. W- what's a one? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> this was awful. This was awful. This was atrocious. Dude, this was my this is my favorite episode of the series, of course. It's, it's a, I like the episode I will, quite oh, a bit. Okay, okay, hang on. Before you say anything, I will say that. Out of all the episodes, this one was the best. Yeah. Um, the most fun. What'd you say, Harry? Yeah. <laughs> the, most... the most fun in that movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, this episode did a lot of things right, in my opinion. You know, it, it tied up the whole Carly Morgenthau thing. Um, we get to see Zemo is in the raft, for sure. We, you know, oh, we see the Wakandans take him off. They take off with him. So I thought the Wakandans would hold him captive. So he's in the raft, so I think we'll see him return with the Thunderbolts at some point. Which is, I think we talked about that last episode when we are talking about uh, Madame Hydra, mm-hmm. Valentina. How I, I think she's gonna begin to form the the Thunderbolts, which is kind of like an anti-Avengers in a sense. Yeah. We know that you know General Ross will be Red Hulk. He's Red Hulk in the comics, so he's a part of that. He's in charge of the the, the raft 
They call it the raft, right? The the prison. Yeah, I don't know. I fuck man. Maybe they do. Well, he, you know, General Ross is in charge of that thing, so he has access to Zemo. We know U.S. agents with Madame Hydra. I, I think we'll see see Thunderbolts at some point. Um, I really am happy we got to see the the black and red suit. Hoping we'll see that inverted shield at some point. Um, I thought Sam's suit was great. That was straight ripped from the comics. That looks really good in live action. Um, even though we got leaked, Curtis, what the fuck's that look for? You don't like the suit? That suit looks like some goofy ass cosplay. Like, oh, I'm got it from the fucking dollar store. Herbity derp. Man, fuck you. Dude. I like the suit. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't mind the design. You know what I like? The design is fine. It is just he is. It is too bulky to be on Anthony Mackie's body. Okay, I can see you saying that. That makes him a little more. It's a little more cushioned. It's like he's like, oh, look how skinny I am. Oh, here's my shoulders. Wow. That is just a straight up here. Here's an action figure to sell. Look at this. Look. Look at it. Man, I like this suit. Um, it is straight ripped from the comics, which is I'm, I'm appreciating that uh, Marvel's doing more comic accuracy when it comes to a suit. We talked about that with WandaVision and whatnot, and how they're embracing the 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 quirkiness of using the names actually instead of just the secret identities. Uh, like how we got that Captain Marvel name drop finally. It's kind of ridiculous we didn't get to hear Captain Marvel's name in her fucking movie. And we had to hear it in a Spider-Man movie. That's a little weird. Um, so I'm, I'm appreciating we got to see the suit for sure. You know, I love the U.S. agent. You're right about the whole Sharon Carter power broker thing. Um, what was what I'm really happy about, and we could have a whole discussion about it. You know, I, I could at some point. But um, I'm really happy they, they finished up the, the storyline with Isaiah Bradley. And they didn't use that for a marketing ploy. Because that makes the story more powerful, in my opinion. And it holds more weight to Sam becoming Captain America. Because that was one thing I was worried about, is they were just going to market that the entire time. But I really appreciated um, this journey to seeing Sam become Cap. You know, I had my, my, the series was overall kind of mediocre. It was typical Marvel, like you said, Danilo. But this was the, the best episode, in my opinion, and a decent finale. And has me looking forward to what's to come, for sure. Um, Harold, what are your thoughts on the finale? It was pretty good. Like, the, the fighting the fighting was all right. Um, at the end, I can see, I see how much, because me, is the first time watching it and learning about these characters. I can see the character the character development in each character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know much about the comics, so I don't know where all the suits, you know, if the suits came out of, out of the comics or not, but suits were pretty pretty good. The series overall, I like it. Um, as far as as far as typical Marvel, I, I like typical Marvel movies, and, you know, so it was, it was really good for me. Okay, fair enough. And, yeah. oh, go ahead. Oh no, that was it. I was just like, I I just like typical Marvel stuff, you know. I like to see some something new every now and then, but this this was perfect for me. I loved I loved it. I'll probably watch it in a couple months. The whole series or just the finale? The whole series. There there you go. There's someone that loves the show. Um, Curtis, what are your thoughts on this finale before we rate the finale or the oh, series I, as a whole? As the series as a whole, I think it ranges from being kind of bad at some points like mediocre which it's not a bad thing it's it's marvel being like a marvel thing mm-hmm. i think when i was on last i think i agree with Danilo that if this had come out first we wouldn't have had like to compare to like wandavision in itself 
Yeah. And then I think the one after this, I think we're getting Loki next, if I'm yeah, right are. on that. Which, that's the no, one Black I'm excited Widow. for. Black Widow's are we getting next. Widow next? Isn't oh. that May? It yeah. might. I don't no, know. It's June. June. It's June. It's June 4th, I think. You, okay. Since it was delayed. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But I think the series, I mean, if you're, if you're like, well, it's, it's like marketed towards like, you know, like teen boys and all that stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I found it just kind of like mediocre in some points. Uh, yeah, this whole I like the finale. I think it's fine. Um, I think the standout character in this show is just John Walker in itself because they actually keep him pretty close to what he is in the comics. Just kind of mm-hmm. like an uppity douche. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole like whole thing of just fight, 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 fight. I'm like, okay, Jesus Christ, let's wrap it up, or I like, get like some more story stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because we got that in, like the in the first episode, where like the first like ten fifteen minutes is just a whole like action scene, which I don't mind, as long as there's like a reason of like, hey, why are these characters fighting? Here's why they're doing this. I'd rather see why they're fighting instead of like just a pure action scene. But overall, I think it's a it's an okay like mediocre kind of show. Okay, fair enough. What would you what would you rate this, Daniel? You said a one, which is a jaku. Uh yeah, I I don't know, man. It's it's bad and it's mediocre at the same time. I I don't hold it against anyone to like this type of storytelling. You know, if that's like like Harold was saying, if that's the stories you like, that's the stories you like. You know, if you like that type of Marvel telling, you know, it's clearly been successful. I mean, look at how much money they brought in. They they make a billion dollars every single every single movie. Mm-hmm. Endgame made a billion dollars in three days. I mean, that, that's just unheard of, you know. So it's just it it obviously works for them. What I wanted though, what I thought we were gonna see was way more political stuff in this. And maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just what something that's really weird that I have a I don't really know what it's called. I don't want to say a fetish, but something I'm really interested in with these franchises. Because remember, we talked about The Phantom Menace, and I said I love the politics of The Phantom Menace. Well, when we were introduced to the Flag Smashers, I'm like, now this is interesting because, you know, even, um, who was it? Sam. Sam acknowledged that these aren't terrorists. You know, he said, you got got to stop calling them that, you know, because they're fighting for a cause. Yeah. He said, you could be called a terrorist. Like, I thought that line was like, like, like that's what I wanted to see more in depth of this show. I it's overall a good see... speech too. Now you mention it. Yeah, I wanted to see so much more of that political side. I wanted to see more politics with that guy who, uh, I don't know, excommunicated uh, John Walker. You know, mm-hmm. took him from or stripped him from his Captain America title. I want to see him. I want to see like how they're building these, uh, like reorganizing these people. I, like that is so interesting to me personally. Maybe not to anyone else, but to me, that's what I would have loved to see. Then with Bucky and Sam in the background and the arcs they go on as well. I think the arcs were fine. You know, I think John Walker. I think Carly was the weirdest though, because we go from a girl. I don't want to go on a tangent, but we go from a girl in the episodes who's just fighting, you know, fighting, fighting, fighting. She knows violence is the answer. We know violence is the answer as a viewer. You know, violence gets shit, shit done. Whether you like it or not, it gets shit done. You know, but at the end, she's filled with so much rage where it's like, where did that come from? Because in the beginning, in like literally the last episode, you weren't like that. Yeah, you killed people here because you knew you had to. Then you kind of took a step back with Sam when you had that little heart-to-heart until John Walker ruined it. 
And now you're just filled with rage, ready to kill whoever you want to kill. Mm-hmm. You know, to go from an extremist like that, there there needs to be something more there. So there need to be maybe one or two more episodes before we got this finale where we did see Carly do that. I, okay. I felt like we just didn't get enough time with her. And I think that's when that's what then hurt the show in total. I think Bucky's arc was fine. I think Sam's arc was fine as well. Even um Walker. I liked Walker at the end. Hated him for the first half. Liked him at the end when he was, you know, he was just ready to kill people, you know, because he remembered his buddy, uh, what was his name? Lamar. Lamar. Lamar, mm-hmm. yeah. So overall, though, I don't think it's a one. You know, that's too harsh. I, I just didn't like the fighting for it. I think it's like a two or three. It's not the best thing. It's not the worst thing. So Hoth, Hoth is it? Yeah, Hoth. I think it's like a Hoth, go, Hoth going on to Naboo. Okay, fair. That leads to me. Um, Yeah, I give it like a, a, a Naboo, like straight up. Um, I feel like seeing a Naboo on the way to... Bespin is a little bit too generous because um, it is very mediocre at times, like very mediocre, which it falls flat, but it has great moments like this episode to what makes me want to rate it higher. So I feel like just the middle of the road Naboo is fair enough for it. But Curtis, yeah. what are your, your thoughts and what is your rating on the finale of Falcon Winter Soldier? So quick thoughts. Um, like I, I agree with Daniil a lot of it. It's it's bad at some points, mediocre at the best. Um some parts are okay. Some parts are just not great. Like I didn't like John Walker at the beginning. I kind of warmed up to him more. More, like I said, he is like the star of the sh- kind of the star of the show. So I'm excited to see like you know if he ha- if he has his own series, I'll watch that. Mm, sure, um, sure. But I, I'm on the same thing with him. I think it's a Hoth going up, uh, going up to like a Naboo in that general direction. Fair enough, Harold. What do you what do you rate this this film or the show? Excuse me. I'm gonna go for all beast. I like the all-out fighting, you know, just because I like typical, typical Marvel stuff. Although I do believe it could have used, could have used more storytelling. Mm-hmm. But like it could use more storytelling, which is why I'm not going to give it the four or five. Okay. Yeah. So you give it a best pin. Yes. Gotcha. One one final comment on this before we go to break. I want to make. You know how the the finale during the credits where it says, where it changes the title to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. You guys know what I'm I talking about? I didn't even catch that. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of touching. But why the fuck wasn't Captain America in the White Wolf? Well, that's a good point. Isn't it? Because it's like, you know, we see an episode where literally the beginning of the episode is Bucky, you know, basically freeing himself from the Fal- or the Winter Soldier. So we're done with that. And we see when yeah in this finale as well we see Bucky save some citizens and they thank him. He like takes a step back and he's like, "Wow, this is the first time I've been thanked for what I've done. Good." Because keep in mind, like yeah, we've been seeing this character for over ten years now, but he hasn't done good this entire time. His first good action, what technically was in Infinity War, and then we see you know he snapped. He was in Endgame, and we haven't seen him since Endgame. So this is his first good action was this series. And this is the first time he's thanked. So we know he's not Winter Soldier now. This was a public appearance, too. Like, everyone knew he was there. So it's weird to me that we didn't get to see the White Wolf name thrown in there. Of all things. I think, now that we know, I think they might just do that for, like, maybe, like, another... They might tie that in with, like, maybe, like, another movie, like, another series, like, another show they do that with. And then we'll get, like, maybe you're talking like like, a White Wolf show by itself. I was thinking Maybe. the same. I was thinking that they were probably saving it for like another movie or event. Yeah, we're like, 
Yeah, so like something's happening, too. they come in like, oh, the legend of the, like this white wolf is like doing something. Like, oh, okay, now it's time for Bucky to do his thing now. Maybe, maybe, and we are. We I do can know see that, I can see that happening. We do know we're getting Captain America four now, starring Sam as Cap. Um, but Steve Rogers' return will be in a separate project. Um, does anyone have any comments about this? It might be part of the what if series they might be doing but that's or animated. they might be like oh is it animated hmm. that is animated i don't know it might be like if they do like an like an like an outworld kind of thing like what dc's kind of doing they might do something like that like like, like another multiverse kind of thing they might do okay maybe maybe i can i can see that happening possibly but uh yeah that's that's my guess harold any comments about the whole captain america 4 i i would just I just want to see where they're going to put Steve Rogers and how they're going to go about doing it. It's just interesting to me. I think that'll be Avengers 5. Whenever that happens. You know, it has to be a big project to bring a character like that who had such a heavy send-off. That's only going to make sense to me. Yeah. Um, Danilo, any any final comments about the show and how do you feel about Captain America 4? Um, I, I mean, obviously I'll watch it. I've I'm what, 20, 23, 24 projects into this. Ain't gonna stop now, so I'll watch it. Um, I'm excited to see what it what it brings to the table. Um, you know, I don't... Yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Captain America was never my favorite character. Still isn't my favorite character, unfortunately. I thought, you know, I thought this would be the show to bring it, bring it home, but now I'm more invested in John Walker. Don't like him as Captain America, but I think him being more rough, a rough Avenger, like, I like that. Um, Dude, that's, so yeah, that's what I'm excited to see for him in the future, too, man, because that's how he is in the comics. Like, he'll just straight up punch the fuck out Kill of Avenger. You. Yeah, like, he'll yeah. he'll go off on you. Yeah, so I'm excited now for it. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break before we talk about Mortal Kombat and the Super Mario's film. Um, here's our break and introduction to our rating system if you need it. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on Naboo. Number 2. Set your course for the Hawk system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? And we're back. And now we're going to go ahead and talk about this year's release of Mortal Kombat. Danilo, I need your recap. <laughs> okay. So, we open up somewhere in the woods. So let's just say, I don't know. Uh, what place has cool woods? Hey, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I want to pause real quick. Did you watch Jeez, this with subtitles? Yeah, man. I always yeah. watch my shit with subtitles. Why? Yeah. Did you notice in the opening scene, um, the subtitles will change for who's talking? 
it'll say it's in Japanese or Chinese. Chinese, Japanese. Uh-huh. I didn't know yeah. what that, the fuck that's they That's in were there speaking. without subtitles, too. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. they'll say it's in Chinese or Japanese? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Then. I thought it was just a weird thing that they were just kind of... No, because because they released the seven minute uh, like the opening scene for it, mm-hmm. and it's on there. And they make a point to it to show like um, Sub Zero's Chinese and um, Scorpion's Japanese because he talks to him oh. and he goes, "I don't know what you're saying, but you fucked up my family. I'm gonna kick your ass." Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Daniela. Continue. I was confused by that. Okay, so we open up in a little farm, or a little uh, forest area, and we see this little ninja guy. And he's just going to get some water, and then it starts getting cold. And you're like, oh shit, dog, why is it getting cold? This doesn't look like a place where coldness happens. Then he has a nice little baby, nice little family. The guy went to go get water. And all of a sudden, this little ninja guy comes out of nowhere. What are they called? Ninjas? Harold? Like, like what should I call them? Ninjas? Warriors? Ninjas? Shulkins? Something? They're like ninjas. Okay, we're just gonna stick with ninjas. So ninja ninja boy comes out and he's like, "Where's water boy?" And the family's like, "Well, we don't fucking know, man. You went to go get water. We won't tell you." And then that was a big fucking mistake because ninja boy was like, "Frozen. See ya." And then he fought with uh, who was it? Water boy. Water boy didn't have any powers. You know, sick dude. I don't know how that happened, but he wasn't born with any powers. He just had his little like, he had a shovel as a weapon. That was on on yarn. So that was his little weapon. So he starts duking out with them. Yeah, dude just gets obliterated by Winter Ninja. Anyway, though, all right, the baby's still alive. Uh, Water Ninja died. Uh, Winter Ninja goes, I don't know where the fuck he goes. He just goes somewhere. Anyway, though, all of a sudden lightning happens in the middle. Like, just, I don't know what happened, but lightning comes down. And now it's a guy with like a little, I don't know what that thing's called. Uh, that little hat thingy. Uh... I'm just gonna call that Ninja Hat. So Ninja Hat Boy comes <laughs> down, and I'm like, okay, who is this character? And he just scoops up the baby, and I'm like, oh shit, this is either a good ninja or a pedophile. Pedophile, one of the two, no in between. So anyway, though, he goes, and he now we just jump years, and the title comes up, Mortal Kombat, and you're like, oh damn, she's about to go down. Anyway, though, we now open up on a like present day different fight, and it's just uh, what's his name, Rue. What's his little name? Chung, something like that. Okay, like we're just gonna say this dude is just a, a fighter in a cage, underground fight. His name's Cole. 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 That's it. Cole. Cole. J. Cole. So J. Cole is having a little fight, <laughs> and he's fighting like an underground little ring. He's getting his ass handed to him. F in the chat, and he has this like, who I I thought it was his sister, but we find out later in the movie it's his wife and kid. I thought it was his mom and too. sister. So, what the fuck happened there, writers? I don't know what's happening. Anyway, though, you know, this black guy then, what's his name? Jax. Jax. What? Jax. Jax. Ja- like, J-A-X? Yes. yes. Okay, so Jax comes in, and he's, like, watching, you know, being a little bit of a creep, and I'm like, okay, buddy, what are you doing there? Just watching someone fight, you know, really intimately. And then he's like, I am a Mortal Kombat player. And you're like, come with me if you want to be a champion because you were picked because you have the tattoo thing. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. So then they get into like, okay, Jax, listen, buddy. Maybe this is like a little commentary on how we treat our vets. But how does the dude drive like a 2001 SUV when this is like 2020? He just fought for our country. He said he did what? Three tours. Six tours. Six tours, and they gave him an, a 2001 SUV. Thanks, America. Or maybe we're not in America, man. 
maybe we're not. I don't think that was specified. Anyway, though, he goes and he gets his little, you know, his loser hot dog because uh, Cole, J. Cole, he lost the big fight, obviously. And then who do we see again? We see Winter Ninja. He comes down and he starts firing little, uh, what is it, like icicle things at the at everyone. Okay, shout out to the first guy who took a dive when the icicle hit him. I don't know if anyone caught that, but when uh, Winter Ninja like shot up the snow and then fired it at the J. Cole and friends, there was this one guy in green who was running away, dude, and he just takes a dive. I, I started cracking up. I thought it was hilarious. Anyway, though. Jax is like, come with me again. So then they're like, okay, dog. And he's like, you need to find uh, t- t- a temple of doom. Anyway, though, uh, yeah, Jax just gets his arms ripped off by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Winter Ninja. And you're like, Jesus, buddy. But by then we know his name Sub-Zero. So Sub-Zero because he kills him. And he's like, fatality. Anyway, though, Jax just, I don't know how Jax is still alive. Spoiler alert, he's still alive. He gets his head blasted with concrete. His arms are completely ripped off, but yet he's still alive. Okay, it's a movie, Danilo. What can you, whatever. Okay, let's keep going on with the plot. Anyway, though, he meets this girl. lives in a trailer park. Don't know what the fuck her name is. And we're just going to call her Ashley. Ashley's there, and she's like, <laughs> hey, Cole, uh, who are you? And Cole's like, I have a warrior ninja tattoo. And Ashley's like, awesome. This guy does, too. We're all friends. You know what? We have to find we have to find the Temple of Doom. And they're like, okay, dog, sweet. So they have to go find a Temple of Doom. So then they go find a Temple of Doom. And this other guy, who I don't forget what his name is. Uh, what's his name? The Australian? Yeah, the Australian guy. Kano. 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 So Kano's there, and he's like, all right, let's go find a Temple of Doom. However, though, however, we then jump to a totally different, like, outside world thing, not not of earth and it's this dude in a robe and sub-zero's there and he's like i have failed master but the prophecy is coming true and you're like okay okay what what prophecy dude anyway though sub-zero's like i have to go kill these people and so then he sends down what does he send out some dragon looking thing no some dog some werewolf being so they have a little fight in this woman's um you know rundown trailer trailer house and fight fight looks pretty cool I ain't gonna lie, it looks pretty dope. An Australian guy gets mauled in the face, and you're like, how is he still alive? Okay, I'll buy it, it's a movie. Anyway, though, they go to the desert to see the Temple of Doom, and then they meet another another ninja. We're gonna call this guy Fire Ninja, because he can shoot fireballs. That is really sick. And then the Australian guy's like, yo, dude, can I have some superpowers? And he's like, yeah, sure. Anyway, though, he finds the Temple of Doom, and they find the bigger Temple of Doom. And now we finally know the name of the first ninja who wasn't a pedophile, who was actually the savior of Waterboy's kid. Yes, I know you're probably like, okay, that made zero sense. But it did if you watched the movie. So if you watched the movie, you know, sick. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, though, <laughs> what's his name? And we know his name too now. What's his name? Raiden. 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 Oh, yeah, so Raiden. Raiden's there and he's like, all right, guys, we need to unlock our powers. And I'm like... Okay, I didn't know this was Power Rangers. Jesus, I thought it was Mortal Kombat. Anyway, though, there he because this tournament's coming up. Some some prophecy tournaments happening. So anyway, though, they're training, they're training. All of a sudden, that Mandarin-looking guy comes down again with Sub Zero and his gang, and Raiden's like, "You shall not pass." And he gets a little shield around his little temple, and you're all like, "Ooh, we missed out on some cool action there." That's okay. That's okay. Anyway, though, they trade in, and the Austrian guy can shoot red out of one eye. Um, Sick power, dude. Sick. 
I didn't know I was watching um, Laser Beam from X-Men or whatever. Cyclops. Anyway, though, <laughs> we keep on going on, and uh, they come down again, and we find out the Austrian guy did a little double cross, and you're like, fuck. As someone who never watched the movie, I wasn't Crikey. expecting that. What? Crikey. Okay, I don't know what that meant, but okay. <laughs> anyway, though, he does a little double cross, and you're like, oh, shit, it's about to go down now. So, And it does. Everyone's fighting. No one has any powers. Oh, the, the, uh, the I don't know. Dude now has metal arms who got his arms ripped off in the beginning. So he, he he's really cool. Anyway, though, yeah. So there was Frisbee Boy, who was brothers to Fireboy Ninja. And they were, and Frisbee Boy got his soul sucked out of him, right? Is that what it's called? Soul soul sucked? Yeah, he got his soul sucked. No, it's nothing sexual. Trust me, I thought I was getting a little porno in Mortal Kombat, but didn't happen. Anyway, though, he got his soul sucked. And and Fire Ninja's like, ah, oh, damn, dog. Anyway, though, what's his name? Uh, Cole, J. Cole goes back with his family, so he missed out on the big action. Rip. Then Raiden is all like, okay, guys, uh, we gotta pause the tournament here because we're just gonna take a little power break. So he does his little, you know, you shall not pass shit again. And then they go to an all-white room. Don't know if you guys remember Spongebob episode where Squidward goes to the all-white nothing. And so that's what happens. Anyway, though, he's like, uh, J. Cole's like, listen, guys, we gotta fight together. Oh, he has powers now, by the way, I think. Does he at this point? Mm-hmm. Okay, he has powers now. So he missed that. So let's take a step back maybe 10 minutes. So J. Cole's over there. Obviously he like I said, he was he missed the big uh shenanigans fight. He's with his family. We finally find out that that that's uh his wife and kid when Max and I thought it was his mother and sister. Anyway though, the, some four forearmed guy comes out, Minotaur looking uh, Cyclops, Cyclops, that's it. Cyclops boy comes out with forearms and he starts swinging punches. And J. Cole's like, Oh fuck, dude, my I, I ain't winning this fight, but he channeled his inner Power Ranger, and he got some cool-looking armor thing that, like, you know, it, like like the Wakanda thing. You know, if you absorb a blow, you can then duel that exact same force blow back. So that was really cool. So, he you know, Raiden shot him all up in the white thing now, and um, J. Cole's like, listen, guys, we're a team. We can win this. And so they go all fight everyone else. They fight everyone. Big fucking whoop. Then the big fight happens at the end. Sub-Zero versus J. Cole. And you're like, oh, shit's about to go down now. We are in the third act. That So they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Who comes back? Who comes back from hell? Who comes back? Waterboy comes back. But now he's <laughs> Fireboy because he absorbed hell somehow or something. So he's coming back and he's fighting Sub-Zero. Anyway, though, at the end of the movie, Sub-Zero dies. We get a nice little speech from Raiden. And he's like, you know... Don't come back here anymore. And then Mandarin dude's like, I'm coming with armies. And so what does that set up? Mortal Kombat 2, the sequel. Anyway, though, that was, yeah, the summary. So, uh, yeah, and then the credits rolled. Well, you forgot that he, um, the Johnny Cage tease. I don't know who the fuck that is, dude. I haven't seen anything about Mortal Kombat (laughs) in my entire life. I was lost for two hours while watching this movie. Johnny Cage is the character I've been wondering where he was the entire movie until the last two minutes, and I was like, "Okay, there's my answer." Harold, what are your thoughts on this? First of all, did you did you like the characters? What did you like and what you didn't like about the characters? As Cole, the main character, I found him completely uninteresting. Being the main character, the most uninteresting character. And then I was paying attention to everybody else except him. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I was wondering what Johnny Cage was because he's my favorite Mortal Kombat character. He got my answer at the end of the movie. Kano was completely funny. I, li- I like Sonya and Jax there. The chemistry together remind me of um, the um, Mortal Kombat movie from a long time ago. They still got that going on. And as far as unlocking their powers, I think they called it Arcana. Yeah. I don't know. That was it. Where, I don't know where that came from. That, I thought was it was just a play on words like arcade, arcana. Yeah, but the whole unlocking your power thing, you know, in the in the old Mortal Kombat movie, Liu Kang was using his powers through the entire, you know. So movie. I didn't even watch the other Mortal Kombat movies. I didn't see oh, really? I've only oh, played wow. some of the games, yeah. But as far as that, it was just like, I, I mean, the movie was good. There was just a lot of, a lot of where'd that come from and what the heck moments. So, I don't know, man. But it was it was a good movie. Um, I agree with you on Coleman. I hated his outfit especially. <laughs> his... Oh, J. Cole. He got that <laughs> Wakanda suit. I hated that thing, dude. I um the entire movie I thought because he's he's a descendant of Scorpion, um I thought they were going to have him transformed into the new Scorpion like the suit would when you see the suit first come on him you know it's just kind of like the chest up or no just the the waist up it's just the shirt part really I thought as he continues fighting we'd get like the full arm and then like the the mask comes up with another arm kind of thing it never yeah. happened yeah I thought that's what I thought was happening I thought. As the fight was going, he was getting piece by piece of the actual Scorpion uniform, but mm-hmm. he just had that one gold piece right there, and it was like, wow, okay, yeah. I just, I just found him uninteresting. Not only uninteresting, dude. I didn't think the whoever played him was a good actor. I delivered no, no sense of urgency whatsoever to this this tournament. They have to. To win, not you know, they have to win or Earth is lost. Basically, it just felt like this dude was just kind of there. I didn't, I didn't feel like this actor cared whatsoever. Another thing, Jack's his Arcana, whatever, where his arms just got bigger. Mm-hmm. That was weird. I don't, I don't even know what that was about. It was weird. I thought that was going to happen to Cole. And when I saw, because <laughs> you know, Jack's got that. He got that after Cole got the suit. That made it even more weird, man. I was like, dang, why we're seeing this? Why isn't Cole getting this? The same treatment. It was so strange. But um who who's your favorite character in this? My favorite character in the whole thing. Sub Zero. I liked Sub Zero. I really liked his outfit at least. Mm-hmm. He just um, seemed so he just seemed so unstoppable through the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, he really does. He um, made quick well. Quick, um, quick work of Jack's the first fight. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of him, he reminded me a bit of uh, of Wolverine almost. In that first scene where he's after and where he's in the woods, where yeah. you first see him like pull the icicle out of his hand, you see his hand begin to bleed. That reminded me like when you'd see uh, I think in X Men Origins Wolverine it is or one of the Wolverine movies, not the the X Men film, where he has the bone claws and his hands begin to bleed from him. It reminded me a lot of those scenes. Um. Curtis, how do you feel about the characters? What are your thoughts on this movie in general, man? Who's your favorite character? All right, so some of the characters. Cole was so goddamn boring. He's like the most uninteresting person in this by far. He's like I said, like you said, um, 
he doesn't feel like he's bringing like enough emotion or like weight to this role, which I'm like, okay, whatever. Because uh, I'm a massive Mortal Kombat fan, and the best character for me in this movie was probably Kano, because he's like the only guy who's like actually ha- ha- actively having fun with his role. Mm-hmm. Like he had like a lot of the best lines in the movie. Like my favorite line is when they first meet um Liu King in the desert. He's like, "Oi, can I get some powers here, mate?" Liu King touches him and goes, "Oh yeah, we'll talk about it later." He turns the talk, and then Kano goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like super quick. I'm like, "That's funny." Kano's like the best part of this movie. Um, and then like a lot of like side side other pieces were okay. Uh, yeah, a lot of like I think most of the time, like a lot of the characters were like almost true to what they are like in the games, for the most part, except Cole. I think he was the weakest part of the movie by far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite character would be Goro. The forearmed guy, Goro's cool. He he looked visually great. Overall, this movie looks good from a from a technical standpoint. You know, all the special effects look clean. The fight scenes are fight scenes are pretty good. I wouldn't go into this movie expecting a hard plot, just like how we we're talking about um, Godzilla versus Kong. You know, you're watching this for the fight scenes and the fatalities look great too. They were pretty interesting and um, entertaining to watch. But Danilo, what are your what are your opinions on the characters? I know you gave your your recap, but what is your favorite character? Um, I actually liked um the brothers. I don't know what their names are. Frisbee guy and Fireboy. Oh, uh, uh, Luke Kang and Kung Lao, and they're cousins actually. Yeah, yeah. cousins. Yeah, I I thought they were really. I thought the chemistry between them was really good. Like I was, I I was really confused for the most part of this movie, but you know you could see like their bond together. And when a uh, Frisbee hat guy died, I was like. I, like, felt something, for, like, throughout one, like, this entire movie, like, for just that little part, I felt like, damn, that, like, that's sad that, you know, got his soul sucked out of him, and the dude had to watch, you know, like, like that's, and, like, I, I thought they were brothers at the time, so I'm like, you know, that's even kind of harder, but if they're cousins, you know, then their relationship's pretty strong for cousins, too, which is great, um, I thought their chemistry was good, I like those two, like, how they really got onto the Australian guy's nerves together, like, how they were pushing the other fighters to be better, Mm-hmm. Um, Sub Zero is for sure a top second, for sure, for sure. Um, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- I really like Sub Sub Zero. <laughs> um, I thought it was dope. Um, but yeah, going back, uh, kind of piggybacking off everyone else, Cole was just where was emotion there? You know, like nowhere. <laughs> like his his family was about to just get torched by Sub Zero, and he was like, or not torched, frozen. You know, and he like. He's like, gotta get my paycheck, and he goes, you know, and he and he pretends to fight him. Um, like you didn't even see it when his whole family got frozen. Like, I, to me, then that comes on the director. Like, you have to tell your actor, you, you need to like feel something when your family gets frozen. Yeah. You know, but what what can you do? Um, like you said, not not here for the plot. Just. Uh, Maybe you were, and you know, you just didn't get it. I know some of my buddies at work were for sure there for the plot, hoping uh, to see a good Mortal Kombat plot. Um, it's interesting. I, I I don't know if it's divisive because I know one guy at work who said he loved it, and one guy at work who said he hated it, and they're both big Mortal Kombat fans. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting what the audience reaction is. But yeah, I made um, I think I shared something on Facebook. You know, I mean, someone was talking about how um. You know, don't give your opinion publicly on Mortal Kombat if you never played any of the games growing up. One dude I work with, he commented saying, uh, like, holding a picture of a Sega cartridge of Mortal Kombat 2, he's like, I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I guess it is kind of divisive. Yeah. I could see why some people won't like it. Um, but I think to like an average movie goer, someone who's not big in the games, just go into this with a clear head, really. You know, you're going to see some good CGI, some good fights. I was confused, though. I know nothing about Mortal Kombat, and I was just confused for the majority of this movie until we finally... But we were like already 20 minutes in. We got like prophecy champions, like, you know, that, that prophecy thing and what it meant to be a champion. Like if like if there weren't subtitles in the beginning when it said, you know, Waterboy's talking, but it was actually his name, you know, speaking Mandarin. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know who that is. I think the world building on this movie wasn't good where it was like not believable, but like these people are, you know, different, like from Earth. You know, off-worlders, as um, Raiden was saying, you know, he called it Earthworld, and what was the other world or something? Outworld. 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 Yeah, I'm like, we need to see some of that more. I think that text, and after um, Waterboy got killed and Raiden picked up the baby, I think that should have been the beginning of the movie. And I think there should have been more. Kind of like uh, Blade Runner. How Blade Runner did the text in the middle saying, you know, this is what Nexus, Tyrell Corporations, this is where we are. This is what a Blade Runner is. Like, I would have liked to see, this is what a champion is. This is where this is. This is, this is, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is the prophecy, you know, but that, that was just me. I I was a bit confused, um, with it, you know, cause I I didn't play the games or anything. So I didn't know who any of the characters were except for, I've only known based on the Funko Pops (laughs) and that's all. Um, Harold, what do you, what would you rate this film? What are your final comments on it? I'm gonna be in the middle and give it a three. So at Nabu? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why why do you give it that that rating? As a long time Mortal Kombat fan, I guess, you know, my my hopes are were a little bit too high for the movie. So I can see, you know, where the disappointment can come for most people who are long term fans. But like you said, if you're just if you're just a casual fan of Mortal Kombat, you haven't seen the movies or just played some of the games going in, you probably think it was you know it was a really great movie, like going to see that. So, you know, we we'll just be in the middle, give it a three. I I have to agree with you on that. I give it a Nabu as well. Um, this wasn't spectacular, and I like Daniela was lost for a good bit, and I did play these games growing up. Um, you know, I didn't own a lot of Mortal Kombat games. Mainly my friends had them and I went to their house to play against them and whatnot. So I never played like a campaign or story mode for Mortal Kombat. I never have. Um, so as far as like the lore goes, I had no fucking clue what was going on. Um, I just recognized characters and whatnot. And so I was a bit confused for this movie, but some absolutely excellent um, choreography and fights coming on. Um, top-notch CGI. And this is a good... A bit of a good versus fight, you know. Um, if you guys remember, like, 2016 was a good year for versus movies. You know, Civil War, Batman vs. Superman, and then Daredevil vs. Punisher and Daredevil Season 2. And this year, that, that spirit's a little bit there still. Because we had the, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong had the big promotional things like Team Kong, Team Godzilla. And this following up a month later, you know, being a fighting game or fighting movie... Had me pretty hyped and kept that feeling um, alive. So I was enjoying seeing it, but I have to give it a Naboo. So, and uh, Curtis, what is what is your rating? So before I get to my rating, I'm gonna go a little bit of a rant here. Um, for the most part, I think the movie could have done better with a lot of like the lore stuff. Because if you actually dive deep into Mortal Kombat, there there's some really good lore there. 
the whole prophecy and thing that was that's total bullshit. I don't know why movies need a prophecy kind of bullshit when you don't need it. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have done like more like a, like the original where it had like tournament fights. Okay, you know these characters. Here's what they're doing. Okay, cool. They're gonna fight this other guy. Cool. Here's a tournament. Let's have them fight. Um, I think the best fights in this movie are the beginning scene and the ending scene with both with Sub Zero and Scorpion. Yeah, because I think for a lot of the fights, they're they're not bad. They're good. There's just too many cuts in between each fight that you takes away from the action. When they hold on those longer shots, and you see them like do like martial arts and like flips and kicks and shit it looks really good hmm. um some of the characters i think could have been done better i think melina who is like the is the bitch with like the funk the fucked up mouth and everything don't know why she had to be there because she's like a whole separate character who's really being the shot con the emperor of outworld don't know why she was there um she looked not great either um the guy who played shang sung I didn't even know that's who that was until, like, they had to tell me who that was. I'm like, oh, okay, that's who this is. Um, Goro looked really good. Um, I wish he would have stayed alive because Goro is a big thing in Mortal Kombat. Because mm. uh, he's been our world champion for the past, like, nine tournaments. Um, Cabal, I think, looked the best out of everybody. The guy with, like, the twin hook blades and the mask, he looked really yeah. fucking good. Um, him and Kano were really good. The, like, devil bitch, I forget her name. She was cool. Uh, Sonya could have taken her leave, or Jax could have taken her leave. Called, he could have been gone. I would rather would have just had, like, Johnny Cage be that role. Honestly, but I guess if they want to set up more movies, fucking go for it. The, um, the guy that plays Sub-Zero said he signed on for four more movies, dude. Yeah. So here's the thing with Sub-Zero. A little bit of a lore thing. So the first Sub-Zero is the one we see in the beginning who kills um, Scorpion's family and all that. He does die in the games. And then a brother or descendant, I'm not sure which, of that, I think his name is Bohan, the first guy, takes up the mantle of Sub-Zero and he turns out to be a good guy for, and he helps um, Earthrealm a lot of the times. So that's probably what they're doing, is having him be another descendant of Sub-Zero through the next couple movies. That's my guess. Okay. Um, I think the music was okay. I like the re-kind of like the reorchestrated, um, reorchestrated like Mortal Kombat theme they had a couple times. The ending theme was good too. It was just a straight, you know, uh, a remastered version of their actual theme as well. Yeah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the I was kind of bored throughout some places. Yeah. There's multiple times I was stuck on my phone. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Oh, okay, cool. Whatever, whatever. Um, Raiden didn't really do anything in this movie. He was kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it's like, hey, Raiden, do you want to help us fight? Oh, like when Sony gets there, he goes, you have no mark. She goes, yeah, but I want to help train. No. <laughs> You're like, okay. Um, Reptile was in it. He is the one who fought Kano and Sonya in the little warehouse thing. Yeah. He he looked eh. Um, other than that, I think I have to get this movie like maybe like another Naboo. It's kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. Just because there's so much they could have done with it, and I'm and I know they're probably gonna set up like sequels and stuff if this actually does somewhat decently. I would just like to see like a little bit more story stuff, but maybe they're setting that up for the next couple movies. I don't know. Maybe that is a good point. You know, setting it up. 
Um, yeah. Danilo, what is your final rating of Mortal Kombat? Um, yeah, this movie was okay. Um, I, I think what the big problem for this movie was, what they should have done, was lean into this, that it's a video game. Like, lean into the funkiness of war. I don't know why they chose to make it realistic. I, I think that was the their big problem right there. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. For Mortal Kombat, I don't think it worked. Mm. Um, I think the only benefit was that it made the deaths not seem as goofy. I think maybe if we leaned into the funkiness and had those you know crazy deaths, then they would have looked goofy. But I think there still could have been a way to do, to do it. Um, to go off your thing about being Sub Zero being signed up for three movies or four more movies or whatever, you know, almost everyone is when they get a contract for a franchise like this. So I wouldn't really look too much into that. If like Curtis said, if the movie does good, we're gonna see another one. If it doesn't, we're not going to see another one. Um, but yeah, this is probably going to be a hot going to Naboo again. Um, like, I, I was lost. I, I didn't know what, you know, until, like, the prophecy started, until I started to hear the prophecy. But that was a good, you know, half hour, 20 minutes into the film. The the action was great. Um, I think the directing, um, I think the directing was, it could have been better with the fights, really. Choreographed better as well. Um, like I was saying, with the, uh, the martial arts fights. You know, when you look at John Wick, they hold they hold their camera on a certain part, so it looks more believable. You know, and maybe they like follow them follow them around or something like that, but they don't keep on cutting constantly. And I think that's where this movie like really, really was lost again. The fights, which really took away from, you know, what could have been a good fight sequence, it only turns into what like a few seconds then at the end. But yeah, so this is a hot going to Naboo. wasn't the best, wasn't the worst movie I saw. You know, but yeah, we're now tied, Max. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to our next segment. Um, Andy Dill, you didn't get to watch this film, right? This next one? Do I look like I hate my life? <laughs> that answers that. Um, we are talking about the Super Mario Brothers film uh, with Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, excuse me. And so Curtis and, and uh, Harold, you guys got to see this, right? Yep. Oh. You talk about a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Harold, did you guys rewatch this, or are you just basing it off memory? I'm basing mine off memory. I've seen a couple clips to prepare for today, but I, have, I didn't rewatch it. Same. I don't hit my life that much to rewatch the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> See, I watched this immediately after Mortal Kombat last night. Oh, damn. Dude, let me start off by saying I loved this movie as a kid. As a kid, I loved it, dude. I also loved the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah, the Super Show was pretty good. Yeah, I loved the two of them, man. Um... So I have a DVD copy of this, and I, I, I put it in my PlayStation 5 to watch on my 4K television, 65-inch, and um, the menu looks good. The menu's full screen, but for whatever reason, when it starts the movie, it's not even 4x3. It's like a box within 4x3. Oh my god. It's weird. So I had to like full screen stretch it to watch this thing. Ew. Because on the 65 inch, I was maybe getting like 20 inches worth of television by watching this movie. Um, <laughs> this movie's notoriously bad. This was like the first big video game movie. I know Tron came out, which is about video games. But this is like the first adaptation of a video game we got. And so basically, Mario and Luigi are two plumbers in Brooklyn who stumble upon a girl named Daisy, who is an archaeologist in, well, in Manhattan, I think, that she was doing a project on. 
and basically these people that live underground are after Daisy, but you have no clue why. Turns out she's an orphan. Um, yeah, that's a thing for whatever reason. They just kind of know she's there. I don't know how. They don't ever explain that. And then during a pipe bursting underground, they kidnap Daisy while Mario and Luigi are fixing the pipe. So they go after Daisy um, and get stuck in the Koopa City underneath, which is honestly, this movie rips off Blade Runner quite a bit in its design style. (laughs) And I don't know if you guys would agree with me on that, but like the trashy kind of underground neon city. I see it. Where they'll focus on like these... Like, yeah, you'll see different parts of the city and whatnot, but for, like, every big city shot, you're seeing, like, the same two streets. You know, I'm talking about, like, in Blade Runner, you see, like, that... How many times do you see the Coke advertisement in the first Blade Runner? You know? And in this one, you see that President Koopa sign everywhere. All the... Not because it's in different spots, but it's because it's the same fucking sign. So they get down there, and basically King Koopa, who's played by Dennis Hopper, it looks nothing like fucking Bowser whatsoever... Um, he has the de-evolution machine and wants to de- or he calls it evolving, but he wants to de-evolve all citizens to their prehistoric roots to have an army. And Mario and Luigi have to save Daisy, who is the princess of this underground land, and stop King Koopa and get back to Brooklyn. Um, the only other plot point worth bringing up is that Mario's a snow bunny. Do you guys remember how Mario tries Vaguely. to have a fucking relationship with um she doesn't have a name. The the large black woman in the the red spiky dress. Oh yeah. With I the remember. boots that flies away. A lot of these in it's kind of clever with like the signage going on, but a lot of Mario characters like enemies, their names are thrown into this in weird ways. So that woman in the red dress, I think, is credited as Cheap Cheap. The big fish that comes out of the water in the games. Oh, okay. Um, you see in the background signs for Thwomp. That is the, the block guy that falls down. You know, you got your goon, Goombas and Koopas. I don't... You know, I've seen this movie like 20 times growing up, dude. I've had this DVD copy for fucking forever. This is the first time I've noticed that Toad's in this movie. Uh, yeah. Is he? Dude, he is. he is the little... He's like the panhandler that gets yeah. arrested with Mario and Luigi. Uh, that has okay. like... I, at first, I thought it was a yarmulke he was wearing. Because it's like... But you like his... It's actually his haircut. At a weird angle, <laughs> they did like a spiral haircut for him at the back of his head. That's Toad. Okay. Um, And you know, there's the Yoshi cameo, which is just a small fucking dinosaur. Um... Yeah, man, this movie exists. I gotta say, it's weird hearing a movie like this still use sound effects and use all these name drops on such a popular video game franchise. And, I mean, yeah, it's popular now still, but it was fucking booming in the 80s and 90s, dude. Mario was bigger than ever back then. So it's weird that none of the music is in this whatsoever. There's its own Mario movie theme song that sounds nothing like the traditional Mario game theme. It's weird. This whole thing is so odd. Um, yeah. Especially from a directing standpoint. The first half when they're in Brooklyn, the first half, like the first quarter when they're in Brooklyn, it's shot like a very low budget B movie. Like some of these scenes look like it's shot on someone's cell phone. It's fucking awful. 
But then when you get to down underneath when they're in Koopa City, you see where the budget's poured into it. It's kind of odd. Um, but Curtis, what are what are your thoughts on the Mario movie? Man, this is a big hunk of steaming garbage. This movie's so bad. From like, I guess the set underneath is not terrible, but it's ripped off from like any other dystopian future shit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, the acting is terrible. I don't know what they did to Dennis Hopper. They made Mario and Luigi like father and son for whatever reason. Yeah, that that line they were they're in the restaurant in the beginning and. They're like, Luigi's like, yeah, I was abandoned. They're like, what the fuck? Luigi's Mario's brother. He's like, yep. yeah, Mario's my brother, my sister, my mother, my cousin, my uncle. I was like, what the fuck does that mean, dude? Is this oh. your dad, your brother, or what? Oh, don't forget the infamous, oh, what's your name? Mario. Mario. What's your last name? Mario. <laughs> what are you like, no, this is Mario Mario, and I'm Luigi Mario. I fucking love that what? scene. That's the best scene of the whole movie. I shit you not. It is, it is the best scene. Like, oh, it is. Too. And that's such a low bar. <laughs> All the like the Goombas and Koopas look terrible. They're Dude, like these giant like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger bodies. It look like the tiny heads. Like, Hee-hee. Did you see Muppets in Space? Yeah. There is, I don't know the name of the movie, but it's on the DVD for Muppets in Space. It's one of the trailers. It's this dude, like this bald dude with glasses that wears like this big green suit. And like his gag is he'll put his head in the suit kind of like a turtle. Oh, um... What is it, Master of Disguise? Something like that. He reminds me of the Koopas. Yeah. So much, dude. And then there's Dennis Hopper's Oscar-worthy quote where they're talking about like, de-evolutionizing people. And he sees a monkey and he goes, Monkey! <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, that's Academy Award winner Dennis Hopper. Fucking phenomenal job. Master and... of Disguise. I gotta get a Blu-ray copy of that. Thank you for reminding me. I've never no. had a chance to see it, dude. Never yeah. <laughs> It's a comedy that's really bad. There um, are a couple, like, movies I've seen trailers for just from, like, DVDs that I've never had a chance to see. Okay. Like, but I, I know the trailer at the back of my hand. Like, I didn't see The Big Lebowski until about a year and a half ago, but I knew the trailer, like, it was fucking... I've seen it so many times because it was on the Blues Brothers DVD. Okay. So that's one I've, I need to watch still. But continue with Mario. Uh, unfortunately so they have all this other bullshit of like yo we gotta save daisy even though and peach technically the real princess but i guess they can't afford her yeah there's like no music that's like recognizable which i guess the rights to that i guess they couldn't get for some reason mm-hmm. um and then there's like that end scene where they're like they're like in their apartment or whatever i forget who comes in they're like hey look at my big gun you guys ready for the whatever daisy, whatever yeah. setting up for a sequel that obviously never happened never happened mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh god, it's so bad. <laughs> and it's oh my god. It's just terrible. Jesus. Harold, what are your what are your thoughts on the Super Mario Brothers film? Very terrible. Very, very terrible movie. All the key points have already said it. The lack of music. The sequel that haven't come up, the the whole them not being brother things. This was a terrible movie. Going in going into the movie, watching the movie. Thinking that it was going to be anything like the video games, or at least like the, you know, it was it was <laughs> very disappointing. Um, I I know this gets shit on, dude, and it deserves it. But I gotta be like, this is something I enjoyed as a kid, dude. And like, even though it was tough to rewatch this last night, and I did pull up my phone a couple of times, you know, check Instagram or whatever. Um, 
I, I do get enjoyment out of those bad scenes. Like, Luigi Mario, that's, that's hilarious, dude. You know, it's one of those I mean, movies that, you can I, look... I wouldn't say that was an actual bad scene. That scene was, was, was funny. It was good. Yeah, it yeah, is I funny, like... but, like, it, this movie's one of those things where I've watched it so many times growing up, I can now look at it and get enjoyment out of its flaws. I'm at that stage of this movie. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But the biggest thing that bugged the hell out of me was the music. I didn't notice that as a kid. Like, I'm not paying attention to the score of the Super Mario soundtrack at fucking 10 years old. But last night, rewatching this thing, it was rough. Oh my gosh. Just pure silence in some scenes, and it made no sense to me. Because this had a budget. Clearly, it had a big budget, dude. It had a budget, yep. You know it did. Goodness. And, I mean, I mean, it's been bashed on a million ten times about John Leguizano's Luigi not having a mustache. Yep. But... You know what's weird to me? I want to make my last thing before we get to the ratings of this movie. Um, the poster and the box art for like the VHS and DVD. You know, it's Mario and Luigi sitting side by side. It's kind of neat because their legs are forming an M. And it's like Super mm-hmm. Mario behind them. Um, why aren't they wearing red and green on the cover? Uh, just, They're in blue. all blue. Because fuck you, blue. that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all blue. It's just like... It's not just the game, and it's all blue. It's like yeah, weird cover. Makes no sense to me. Um, Harold, what is your rating of Super Mario Brothers the movie? Two, only because I like Mario. <laughs> it would be one, but I like Mario a lot. I'll give it the two for nostalgia. Do you, do you like Bob Hoskins as Mario? Yeah, the role was played. You know, pretty all right. It, the role wasn't bad for me. It was just the movie itself. So the role was pretty all right. Gotcha. If it, you know, if if you have to perform in a bad movie, mm-hmm. you know, is performing your best is all you can do, and it was pretty good. Curtis, what is your rating of this? Of this this part? this is a jaku, like a hard jaku. It is so bad. <laughs> and I remember. There's a famous interview where they're talking to Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, and they're like, yeah, the Super Mario movie is, like, the worst thing I've ever done as an actor. <laughs> it is just, top to bottom, just an absolute garbage movie. And it's it's sad that we'll never actually get, like, a somewhat decent, like, video game movie. Because there's so many out there that you could do stuff with, but it's, for some whatever reason, they just never Sonic's catches good. on. Sonic's alright. I love Sonic. Sonic was pretty good. I stole one of the, the like the icy displays from the theater where he's holding the, the blue slushy and he's like, gotta get it fast. I stole one of those from the theater. It's on my fridge downstairs. Okay. Sonic is good. Detective Pikachu was alright. I had the fucking the, the, the Detective Pikachu soundtrack on vinyl. Nice. I love Detective Pikachu, dude. I okay, like the so Pokemon that's, movies. That's two out of fucking however money we have. I mean, like, the, the Pokemon animated stuff's good, too, in my opinion. Okay, see, but that's different, though. Because it's made by people who actually give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will not debate the first, like, couple Pokemon movies that I remember watching are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, ah, just, ah. You no, know, we... Garbage movie. We are getting another Mario movie in the next couple of years. Are we really? It's, it'll be DreamWorks, I'm pretty... Yeah, I think it's DreamWorks doing it. Okay, that might that one It'll might be not animated. be that terrible. Okay, maybe that's yeah, that might not be that bad then. 
It'll be animated. Um, I'm, I'm sure Charles Martinet will voice Mario. I don't see Almost why it would positive. not unless they don't want to pay for him. Um, dude, I hope to God they they reference this movie. <laughs> oh, they have to. Well, you know, like they, Nintendo's ashamed of this, dude. It's not on Blu-ray. It's not on streaming. <laughs> I tried to bootleg this thing for you guys to watch it again. I spent. I, I was texting Danilo links to like Spanish bootlegs that have been taken offline by Nintendo. It's hard yeah. to find this movie. You have to buy it on DVD. And it's a shitty DVD at that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and another thing with the soundtrack, you know what's really fucked up? The DVD menu screen has the main theme song. Oh, does it really? <laughs> it oh, does. wow. Wow, what a kick in the dick. <laughs> yeah, I have to give this movie a Hoth. Um, like a solid one. The only reason it's not a Jakku because I get enjoyment of how bad it is at this point. Like, I'm at that stage <laughs> in my life where I can laugh at this movie like no fucking tomorrow but yeah that i think that about wraps it up for our show this week um next week we're gonna be talking about the bad batch premiere that comes out next week super pumped for that um does anyone have any closing comments thoughts put out there no don't everyone talk at once. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Curtis, I do want to. I do want to thank you guys for putting me on the show. I had a lot of fun. Of course, yeah. man. It's been an honor having you yeah. on this show. Finally, dude, you've been a day one supporter for this, and it's been great having you on. Um, I'm sorry I'm the sure. topics weren't as good. <laughs> as no, <laughs> the topics were perfect. <laughs> were perfect. Uh, we gotta do it again sometime, man. So, where can our our viewers, or excuse me, our listeners, find you, Harold? Where can they can um, on Instagram? I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer underscore Harold. Mm-hmm. Find me there. Um, also on Twitter at the same name. I also do like, you know, I'm a content creator on YouTube. Same mm-hmm. name. Gamer Harold on YouTube. Uh huh. Awesome. I'm, yeah, go check him out for sure. This man's awesome, and like I said, he's been a, our biggest fucking supporter yet, for sure. Thank you. And Curtis, where can our, our listeners find you again? Yeah, so I want to thank you guys again for having me on, for of talking course, about, man. you know, just mediocre to terrible video game movies. It's always a blast. Um, <laughs> listeners can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash batshack70. Okay. Um, I'll be posting some stuff there um, every once in a while. I'll be streaming pretty consistently, I think, starting in a couple weeks. Okay. Um, uh, the Mass Effect remake comes out pretty soon, so I'm going to be doing that. I also stream Magic the Gathering Arena. Okay. Um, I'm currently doing a playthrough of um, Knights of the Old Republic right now. The first or the second one? First one. I'm going to do the first one and then the second one afterwards, because I've never done the second one. If you ever... Dude, if you want to like stream it or just play it, SWOTOR, I'm down. I need someone to play SWOTOR with. Oh, I've been replaying it like constantly, like the past couple days. Really, I want to play with you. I've, I started it, didn't get far into it. Um, I, I loved Kotor. Didn't play Kotor two. I tried to get Danilo to download Spotor, and he was like, "I can't. My MacBook won't handle it." Oh God, MacBook <laughs> gross. Uh, what were you? What did you uh, pick for your first uh, class? Dude, I don't even fucking remember. I don't remember. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Because I've, uh, I've completed the story for both, like, the Sith Marauder and the Sith, like, Juggernaut. I've done those. Mm-hmm. I'm currently doing a Imperial Agent and a Bounty Hunter. Okay. Um, the cool thing about SOTOR is um, all, like, the, the expansions are free up till the newest one. 
Okay. So you can play like um, the Rise of the Hut cartels. They have a Darth Revan DLC that's really good. I know about that. Yeah. Um, that's really good. The Knights of the Old Republic, um, Knights of the Fallen Empire is like their biggest one. That's also very excellent. So I'll, if you mm-hmm. hop on, I'll get and play that with you too. So it's really good. Yeah, I'm definitely down, man. So go ahead and check out Curtis on Twitch, why not? Um, Danilo. What? What was that? What's the Twitch name again? It is Bat Shack. B A T S H A C K seventy seven zero. And Danilo, um, before we go, you want to go ahead and plug in your podcast again? Talk about your your new segment you started this week one more time. Oh yeah, so I do my own podcast as well, Danilo Joe Reviews. You know, same same platforms that uh, Galaxy of Films on. Yeah, be sure to check it out. Uh, I do movie reviews, talk about trailers every now and then. If something catches my eye, I'll probably talk about the Oscars. Um, we're oh. going to be dropping a Falcon Winter Soldier um, episode uh, recap with the, the old crew again, Brandon and Francesco. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Bad Batch Weekly, just like we did with WandaVision because, you know, big Star Wars guy over here. And yeah, I started a new segment called Movies You Probably Shouldn't Watch on a First Date. And the first one up was Requiem for a Dream, directed by Aaron Aronofsky or something like that. So yeah, be sure to check it out. Um, you know, it, some of the episodes are shorter, some episodes are longer, obviously, but I just try to have fun. So I'm glad you brought the Oscars. Good reviews. Last week we we talked about how we were going to talk about them this week. I didn't realize they were next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm recording. Yeah, so week, yeah. our next episode. We'll talk about it, which you guys will already hear because it's this week for you guys. It's tonight as you're recording this. Yep. But, and one big shout out to uh, Al Pacino, whose birthday is today. And I just want to say his most best performance ever was in Jack and Jill with Dunk Pacino. Yeah. Yeah, I got to kick you out of the party for that, man. <laughs> Dunk. Dunk. Well, thanks Dunk so much for listening again, guys. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy of Film. And to follow us on Spotify and leave us an iTunes review. That truly helps out the show more than you know. Thanks so much for listening yet again. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.